Dude, I'm so a lot. I, I don't think anyone really knows yet. Um, I'm back in Michigan. Woohoo! Yeah, living in the GR in the Grand Rapids. Um, Is it the first time you've lived on the west side of the state? Yes. I have lived many places all central, like Lansing and Holt and Charlotte, but never, never lived in GRAP as everyone else in the country calls it, but the people that are from here, they call it GR. It's GR, uh, definitely. Um, but, yeah, moved back, uh, well, about 10 days ago. Yeah. Beginning of April. It's been an interesting, it's been an interesting ride. Um, yeah. Didn't expect to see myself back here uh, this soon uh, at all. I expected maybe to come back to Michigan at some point in my life. Um, but I, I mean, I moved out to Colorado just 10 months ago. It was last June. Yeah. And uh, why don't I tell you that story? Like, why don't I tell you, why don't I tell you everything? Cause I don't yeah, think, man. Uh, I, I don't talked about it a little bit. I mean, we did, we had, but uh, I don't think I don't think I've actually even ever told this whole story. And the story that I'm referencing to is about a significant other that came into my life. And if uh, her mom is listening, probably should turn it off as well, because um, there's just some geez. things. Well, th- there's just some things that, uh, well, especially for her mom, there's things that. Um, should remain at least private between like a barrier between her and her parents um, anyways. Uh, but I feel like this needs to be said and I'm not obviously not going to drag her through the mud. She's like, she, she's so great and such a loving person. And honestly, I'm, I'm such a changed person from who she is, uh, her being in my life. Like I'm, I'm a better person because of her. Um, on every level. And I think the story will tell that, but I feel like this is something that I need to get out of me in order to heal. Um, because this is a a story of loss, um, which (laughs) a lot of us, if not all of us have faced in some capacity uh, in our life. Um, so let's see. Uh, was January or February of 2017, so pretty much like two years ago, uh, I was going to shift, CrossFit shift in Lansing, Michigan. I was an avid CrossFitter, and I was also finishing up, wrapping up school at Michigan State University. And uh, I met this young girl uh, at the gym, and I thought she was super cute. Like right off the bat, I remember vividly the first time I met her. I saw her walking in. Um, and first thing that crossed my mind, she's super young. <laughs> and <laughs> like absolutely way too young. Um, and Oh man, can I just say I think this is a <laughs> I know that this podcast is really just it's just open therapy. Yeah. Um never mind. No, no, be honest, be honest, be honest. Come on, come on. There's just a, there's just a trend, I think. Um, Yeah, yeah, there is. There's something going on here. I'm not, I'm not saying like it's anything bad or inappropriate. Just, uh, it's a trend. um, 
something, so, something to observe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and to, to think that I haven't noticed that either and asked myself those questions. Um, I got married when I was, oh, 20. Let's see, I got married in 2011. So I was 29 and my wife at the time was 21. So she was a little bit younger. Um, but th- this girl uh, that I met at the gym, uh, she... I didn't know at the time, obviously, but like when we met and we started talking, we realized we actually had a class at Michigan State University together. And I was like, oh, oh, so like you go to college too. And in my mind, I literally thought that she was probably like she was older and going to college, but she wasn't. She was just normal college age. And we started hanging out. She was going through a breakup and I was actually processing. uh, I don't know if you remember me talking about Brandy, uh, who does not fit that paradigm, by the way. She does not fit... Uh, she, Brandy is 32, I believe. Um, and, uh, so only a couple of years younger than me, but, uh, this, this girl, she, she was, she was much younger and, uh, I, I mean like I was attracted to her, but not, not like super attracted. I mean like, she's just, she's a beautiful girl. And, uh, we started just working out together and we, we kind of kicked it off right away. Like right away, just there was a connection and like sometimes, uh, you can't like you just can't really explain the connections and I think what it was is we were just so compatible it was just like this level of compatibility that I can't explain and it was just great like we both had common interests we both were at the gym quite a bit and I got our job like as moving into the summer I got our job at uh, the local river uh, kayak rental place that I worked at so we both were like just working at this boat shop and working out and honestly it was great it was just like um we just connected uh and i remember really clearly uh when i found out she was 22 and i was 34 and i remember thinking man that is too big of a gap like that's that's too large that's i mean like in my in, in my cognitive mind every man would have thought this you know like like you you take yourself through the math it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are you take yourself through the math it doesn't matter and well, once you're in your 30s i think you start to realize that there's so much that happens yeah between between you know 22 and and 30 22 and 31 32 you know there's just yeah. this, there's a lot of adulting uh and growth and and learning and and yeah, well, maturity it, that happens in yeah, those years. Absolutely. That... And, you know, like there's life experiences. Like I had been through the military for four years. I had been married and uh, divorced and then went through five years of college. I had, I mean, I've had multiple careers. It's, it's just been weird. Like I'm kind of like one of these guys that like I find a niche and I love it for a while. And then I'm like, okay, what's next, you know? And, uh, I like being multifaceted and then comes this girl and she just comes crashing into my life and I feel like I can't stop it. Um, and we like, I can remember one of the first times we hung out, we just went kayaking and it was just great. We just hung out and it like, it was completely innocent. Nothing was talked about. We went kayaking and then went home. It was cool. And then she came over, um, one night I remember clearly, um, 
we were at the gym and, and I was like, Hey, what are you doing later? And she's like, you want to hang out? I was like, yeah. And so she, she, she came over and we were sitting on my couch watching the CrossFit regionals on my TV because that's what CrossFitters do, uh, because our life is consumed with CrossFit. <laughs> Please judge me. I'm fine with it. Um, that's the lamest thing I've ever heard. But, but like it, when you're in the world, it's really exciting. It, it really is. Um, and we were sitting there and I remember leaning over and I looked at her and, and, and I said, what are your intentions with this, with you being here, with you coming over? And I could just see like this look of like, what, what the fuck are you asking me? Like it was like she was shocked because for me in my, in my experience, like I want to be upfront. I want to be honest. I want to be real off the bat. Like I, I, I want to know, like, what are your intentions in coming into my life? I, like, what, like, what are your intentions in being in my space, in my heart space, in my mind space? Like, these are important things for me. And so I asked her, I was like, what are your intentions? And she's like, I'm just here hanging out. She was just going through a breakup at the time. I don't know if she was still with the guy. I think she was possibly, but just on the outs. And I was just on the outs with Brandy. So we just had a connection. So then we just kept hanging out. She she came over a couple of times, um, and she brought this thing called Southern Broil over. Uh, have you I don't, have you ever had Southern Broil? No. Um, oh man, it it was I I don't even I can't even exp- it, She would know, and she's probably actually listening to this. I'm gonna botch, I'm gonna butcher this. It was like sausage and potatoes and carrots and shrimp and a few other things and it was like and then it's this seasoning that's this special seasoning and it goes into like just like those things a little bit of water and a seasoning it goes into like this this glass pan and you bake it and like she brought it over and i remember thinking oh okay (laughs) like literally i was like oh this is okay (laughs) and then i had it and i was like holy shit this is like the greatest thing and she she literally spent like a ton of money i mean she bought like raw shrimp and all this stuff and brought over and cooked it and then she left all the extras over for me i was like oh this is we're gonna get along great this is awesome (laughs) and um and towards the end of the regionals so regionals happens for weeks and weeks and uh for crossfit and we we just so it was like this is like march and april and then may came along and it was like halfway through may and uh, i was like janae let's go grab a drink after this and then go back to my place and watch regionals like because that's that's what we've been doing and it was cool and so we went to lansing brewery company lbc and got a drink and um we got a couple of drinks and that for us was like rarely ever happened like never happened actually um and we got a little a little buzzed not too bad and we went back to my house and like literally like between us it was nothing at this point like we we hadn't talked about anything we hadn't touched each other it was nothing and she came over and we were sitting there and it was dark and it was late at my house and she leaned over and rested her head on my shoulder and i remember so vividly um like it was just this this moment of like peace and tranquility it was like she was she was it was like i was her refuge for a little while um i was i was like her place of comfort her place of peace and she she was trusting me with a super vulnerable part of herself which is sleep like because that's the, you're the most vulnerable when you sleep and 
this, I could tell right away, this is a human who had been through so much pain in her past and so much heartbreak and so many things that were just buried deep inside for her to do this one simple gesture was a moment of just pure unadulterated just it was it was trust it was trust and it was the beginning of like this first it was the beginning of love is what it was and i took my hand and i placed it in her head and i just moved the hair out of her face and it was just this moment of deep connection between us that i can't really explain on a human level it was just it was as pure as you could just make it and um it got late and i was like hey let's let's go to bed and she stayed the night but like we we didn't do anything that night um uh, like we didn't we didn't kiss we didn't do anything it's funny because like halfway through the night like i feel like i kind of wanted to and she did too but she kept saying i don't know what i'm supposed to do i feel like the lines are blink are being blurred and and i was like janae the lines are arbitrary and made up anyways like um it it was just this it was this moment of it was this moment of it was like the the confluence of confusion and also absolute knowing exactly what was going on like i'm confused because i feel the way i do but also this feels like it was always supposed to happen and i know that you've had those moments where it's just like you kind of fall into them and you're like how did i even get here um the next few days were kind of a blur. I can't really remember much after that. Um, uh, but we started hanging out more and more. And it was almost like this excitement, this this energy between us. It was like this synergy between us that we I just couldn't explain. I was a little frustrated um, simply because I was, I was angry that I had met somebody so much younger than me that I had such unbelievable compatibility with and so much connection. Um, just, I, I'm, I'm a little mad. And so we actually talked about it a few times. We're like, this can't be a thing. This is stupid. Um, she doesn't, uh, she, like, she's never dated anyone older. I've never dated anyone that young. That's, that's crazy. That's stupid young, you know? And, uh, she, uh, we just started hanging out and I, I would help make food for her. And I, if you know anything about the Enneagram, which we're going to talk about at some point, um, I'm an Enneagram 2, like a textbook 2, which is a helper. Um, all I want to do is help people. I, I want to help I want to help you fix your car, and I want to help you cook food, and I want to help you do everything. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I, just let me help. I want to help you. Like it, it's, it's hysterical. Like I, this, this one company made Enneagram shirts and the shirts just, they have words describing what they are. And a two says, the shirt says, do you need this shirt? Which is like, so it's so fucking perfect because that that's me. I just wanted to help her. And I saw her in this time of her life. Um, and then she began to confide in me a lot. Um, like we had many talks in the kitchen. I was living at Andy's house. You met Andy on Skype. I was living at his house and she would come over and we would have these deep, deep talks in the kitchen. And she would, she was telling me things about her past and I would never disclose what those are. That's for her to tell. Um, uh, 
but she would she was telling me these things and opening up in ways and it was it was like she was telling the stories for the first time like she had never told anyone these things before and it was like as she was telling them as the words were coming out of her mouth it was like healing to her it was like the big be- not the beginning of the healing process but maybe almost like the ending of the healing like she had come for f- like three and four years past these events that have happened in her life and as she was speaking about them it was like she was finally able to access these memories without terrible pain coming up it was like she was able to say i trust you with the pain parts of my life and that that that, like that's that's big that's a big connection point and it was like these connecting points that we had that i kept i kept being angry because i'm like why like why am i connecting so deep and so strong with a a human that's just it it can't work out like this can't happen and obviously, um, as as any progression happens, our 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 bond just kept growing. We kept hanging out, and uh, obviously things got intimate pretty quickly. Um, in like pretty much June of 2017, uh, things got pretty intimate. Now we actually didn't have sex, and and that's that's an important part. Um, of the story is we we weren't we were trying to be like stop this this is stupid but at the same time like there was such a there was such a deep pull between us so deep it was such a deep intrinsic pull between us um can i can i ask you i don't, I don't want to get off track I yeah i don't want to go. derail your story but where were you in your religious deconstruction at this point and what did that and how did that play a role in what was going on in this relationship my my religious deconstruction was more or less complete at that time um she is not a religious person at all um she was raised she went to church i think for a little while at some point but i think it was like in her adolescence 13 14 15 it was because she was chasing boys and the boys went to church and it was her excuse to go hang out with them so um this was actually a big um separation between us is like i am a spiritual person uh by nature i am and she is she not like she's not more or less now it's funny because since i came into her life i have opened doors and and actually i'll tell a few of the stories about those um i i have opened doors and uh, opened her eyes on a lot of things that makes her ask questions about things that she never did before. And that was actually really cool. But a big, a big separation between us was my religious upbringing and how I still desire, honestly, like, and I know you, you're with me. Like I, I miss being in a worship service and having that having that collaborative connection of everyone in the room singing the same song, those moments that are, are tranquil, and so it just feels like there is like what I would what I would call back then a spirit of peace. Like I miss those moments. I really do. I, I wish I could kind of get them back without the, you know, the ideologies and dogmatic garbage. Doesn't matter. Digressing more than I wanted to. This was a big separation point between us. Um, and I tried to tell her a little bit about my story and how. Um, how badly I was hurt by the church in the past. And, and she kind of understood a little bit, but 
unless you've been through it or unless you are a part of the church, you don't understand. Like there's no way in the same sense that the stuff that she went through, there's no way for me to understand all I can be is there and listening. And that's what I was. Um, so the, we just kind of kept continuing and, and may hit and early on, I want to tell you like right off the bat early on, I could tell that there were things about this girl that I had issues with. Um, in a sense, not red flags, but like, how about deeply orange, um, uh, yellow flags that were turning orange maybe. And, and what they were is it was how she treated me when she was having a very bad or hard time. Um, if she was in her moment, um, I would pay, I like, I would pay the price and, uh, we had a few, um, like we had like all of May and June, honestly, it was super exciting. Uh, in July with like, we were just connecting and we had literally hung out every day. Like we call that the summer at sunset because, um, all of her roommates in college were gone and she lived in the house, uh, her dorm house over summer. And, uh, she called it the sunset house, uh, cause it was on sunset street and, uh, we, I literally stayed there like every night and I just worked at this Rivertown kayak place. It was, it was like the best life could possibly be. Like I could sleep in every day. She could sleep in. We were training. That's all we were doing. It was hysterical. We were kind of waiting for the next chapter in our lives. And, um, you know, it's important to note that during this time she had just graduated from college. Uh, she played you know, like 15 years of hockey straight and four years at Michigan state. And it, like, she needed something to dive into. And so she dove into the gym like that. She like her life became an athlete post-college and that's really cool. Um, but early on I saw this, um, this separation between her and the, what I would call like the boys at, um, CrossFit shift. Uh, there was this deep connection that she had with them and she, she just got in, like she was uh, like fully involved with everything at the gym. And, uh, and then there was me off to the side. Like she had this super deep friendship with a bunch of the, a bunch of the, the coaches and, uh, I thought maybe possibly at times it was inappropriate, but it was okay. Like nothing ever obviously happened. Like they were really good dudes. Uh, and, um, and she, she kind of idolized, uh, you know, one or two of them, which, which is fine, you know, as a young, as a young athlete and a young girl to have older adult males in your life that are achieving things that you want to achieve. Like this is okay. Um, but she, she put this clear separation between like my and her connection and then like her in the gym. And she kept those things very, very separate. Um, and like, that was a really tough thing for me because this was, this was my gym too. These were my friends and my people, but she didn't want them knowing. She didn't want anyone knowing that we had a connection that we were hanging out at all. In fact, like it was very, very secretive, um, for months and months. And actually, um, that, that separation continued on and we'll talk about it later, but it, like, even, even once I got to Colorado, there was that same separation at the gym there. Uh, but, uh, it, it started, it started back in Lansing, Michigan over that summer. 
and July came and then August came and I, I like I had just graduated from MSU had taken a couple of months and I was going to get a job and so I got a job with the state of Michigan um, in August and uh, then she did something that, that really uh, it was really painful um, she went on a date with another guy and she lied about it to me to my face and then I found out like immediately because I saw the guy and he said, Hey, I went on a date with this girl. And I was like, wait, what? And yeah, she like, she went to a lug nuts baseball game, like for the whole night. And I knew something was up cause she wasn't texting me cause she always texts me, but I'm not a, you know, super hounding, you know, psychopath dude. But I was just like, why? I wonder why she's not texting me all night. And then at the very end of the night, she's like, okay, good night. You know, kind of like that wrap things up text. Um, now, like, I understand that we were not in this committed relationship, but be open, like, be honest with me with what's going on. Like I can process through that. I can process through the fact that she might want to, you know, go on a date with somebody else. I can do that, but I can't process through deceit. I can't process through lies. Like that's what I'm not okay with here. That that was really hard. That was really hard for me cuz like all of a sudden like you've birthed mistrust into what this is at a really adolescent time of what we're doing. And so at that point I'm like, okay. Okay, this isn't a thing. It can't be a thing. Um what we're doing right now is it's stupid but we're just going to keep going. And that was at the very end of August. Um, what very, do you think that was? End. Like, so you're in this... Because I think I think she's... I think she was kind of ashamed at the no, fact that... No, I mean, that... why? I'm, I'm asking why Why did you continue the relationship at that point when you... That's obviously a, a pretty big red flag. And I'm not saying that to be critical of her. I'm just like... And I'm not saying it to be critical of you either. I'm just curious what was what was the, your motivation to continue the the relationship? Because I think I was already in deeper than I wanted to admit. I I had deep seated emotional connection to this to this woman because I mean we had just spent three months every single day together. I mean it doesn't matter who you are if you spend three months every day with someone you're gonna you're gonna grow a bond to them. And you start to learn their routine and you start to learn their likes and their dislikes and you start to learn all the little things about them and you start to like love the small things like right off the bat something that just stuck out to me that I love about this human is she wanted to know every detail about my life like about my day like she would call me and like ask me about everything. And like, no one's ever done that before. Like, like she would call me and then she would tell me about, you know, her three hours of training about every single lift that she did. And at first I was like, this is really strange. You know, like, like no one does this, but then she'd be like, okay, now you tell me. And I'd be like, oh, well, work was fine. And she's like, no, like, t tell me about when you got there. Tell me about who you talked to. Tell me about everything. She wanted to know every detail because that's how she cared. Like, that's how she showed value. That's how she showed love. And that was such a unique thing to me. I was like, this is, like, that was so beautiful. No one had ever done that to me before. And I loved that. 
we also were just really, really connected in ways that I just can't explain. I mean, like, I remember there was this day back in June, so we had only been hanging out for like a month or so, and I went over to her house one, I think it was just like a random Friday or a Thursday, and I like I was sitting on her floor, and she came and she sat on my lap and faced me, and there was this music going. It was ambient music, or maybe it was like explosions in the sky, something soft, kind of like in the background, and it created this just sense of like tranquility in the room, the sense of peace. And we sat there, and she sat on my lap, and and like she kissed me, but it was more than this. It was this moment of intensity and just so so much connection. I've I've never been connected like this with someone ever in my whole life this moment and I know that she talks about it too it's this moment that stands out of almost like timeless intrinsic connection between us where we were sitting in 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 such a simple place on the floor in her room at her at her at her house and I felt like the just the veil of reality was stretched thin for for a moment, I can't even remember how long we were sitting there. It seems timeless. I mean, it could have been like 40 or 50 minutes or it could have been like 10. I'm not really sure. But it, it feels like this this moment where the the veil of reality was was stretched thin and our souls were just connected on on such a deep such a deep, beautiful, intrinsic level. And I mean, this is like this is what I'm talking about. Like this is why I was already in. And so September hit my birthday month. And this is where I started to see what I like to call like the monthly swings. And September hit and she actually went on like two or three dates with this guy. And uh, that really fucking sucked. Like that was really bad. Um, uh, Cause I was already in, but she made it a clear. She's like, we are not a thing. But then she would invite me over and we would do things. And then the next day she'd be like, hey, like it would be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday we would hang and I'd be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? She and she was always like, oh, I can't I can't make commitment. I can't commit. I can't uh, talk about this weekend. And then she would literally turn around on the same and on the same note would make plans with this other guy to do something that far in advance. So like she never wanted to commit to me ever. She never wanted to admit that she was falling in love with me, which is what she's said now. So I'm not putting words in her mouth. She was fighting so hard. And actually, I was too for a while. But at this point, I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. I I love this human. And it's cultural stigmas that have put these boundaries around age stipulations that we live by that it's right or it's not right that you can't you can or you cannot date a person of certain ages because i mean as far as cultural society has gone in the past age literally never mattered um and now it does just because we say it does and so i'm kind of like at this this crossing point where i'm like you know what i don't care I don't care like like this human is a is, is a good human like she is good she has these desires to make this world a better place and I fucking love it like I love it like like it was I was getting this mix of 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 this incredible human that pushes to do things like her drive whenever she wants to do something is unstoppable like we're we're talking like a valedictorian student from high school and 440 in college she was going pre-med and graduated with high honors like come on she played hockey and was i mean just everything this girl did everything 
And that's so inspiring. And I see this and like she was becoming this athlete in CrossFit and just unstoppable. Like, man, this is the kind of person I want around me because it's making me better. But then like September came and that's my birthday month. Like I'm September 22nd. And and there was something called the rookie party that she was a part of. um, And she invited this guy, Dennis, and another old ex-boyfriend to the party and didn't invite me. And we had more or less been together for like four months. And that was that was really, really hard for me. That was really hard. Um, because like something that you and I think you know, like the biggest the biggest part of me is I just need to be validated. Like I need, I need to have validation in my life. My mom never gave that to me. So whoever I'm with, like I need them to be proud of me. I need them to like literally say, I'm so proud of this person for all they've done to me, uh, for all they've done for me. Just that's what I need. Like that's what I need in my life. Um, and here she was inviting other people like that. That sucked. And I'm, I'm sure it's because she didn't know how to navigate through these feelings of, emotion and love that she had for me and that's that's fine um so i actually went to the bar that night and i, I met an old teammate of hers <laughs> and i made out with her i'm not even kidding <laughs> oh it was so great i made out with one of her old teammates oh that was a great night but it was birth out of pain it sucked it sucked really bad and then October hit and it was like this incredible month. October was great. We ended up having like the Halloween party and she was dressed as like a latte and I was a barista with no shirt on. It was hysterical. October was an incredible month. Uh, and this is also the first time she posted about me at that Halloween party. Um, but this is only one of two posts that she ever posted about me. Like it literally took her five months for her to post a photo about me about somebody who is so significant in her life and then it literally took another year and a half for the second post like literally 2018 she never posted about me once like a week before i left colorado that was the second time she posted and there was nothing in between and then november came and it was terrible and then december came and i'm like i can't do this like this is too much And then she started working at this hospital and she started getting a crush for a guy and was asking my advice. Like, why, why would you do that? Like she was trying to get me to help her to go sleep with this guy or whatever. And this guy was a fucking douchebag, just class a douchebag, man. Like had a girlfriend out in California and was snapping, you know, her all the time, just, Oh, and she was like snapping him back in front of me. I'm like, why, why are you doing this? She was, it was just so mean. It was so mean. What is, what do you mean snapping? Like Snapchat. You would snap someone. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Snapchat is an, is, a, is an application platform well, no, I, I've heard iPhone. Of, okay. I've heard of Snapchat. I, yeah. So you I snap don't someone. It. Why don't people just text each other pictures? I don't, uh, I just. Because it, go, it goes away, it. it it doesn't take up any storage on your phone. the The picture goes away after five seconds. Just delete the picture. You don't have to. It goes away naturally. 
<laughs> it's that's ludicrous. I just I can't I can't even understand it. And then she would turn around and she would like because she knew Christmas was coming up and she invited me to Christmas with her parents. And I'm like blown away. And I go and meet her parents and they are like the kindest people I've ever met. Oh my god, they had like presents for me and it was and 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 like she made me a blanket like not her parents she did like she made me a, a blanket like hand made it like who does that like i opened it up and honestly like i was like what i thought you like didn't like me and i'm opening up this handmade blanket from this girl in front of her parents and i'm like i don't i don't get this i don't i don't understand because i'm in love with this girl at this point like I am in love with her. And she's already done like three or four things that are it's like she's feeding off of her selfishness and she's also pushing me away cuz I could see the same patterns that I had as a kid or as as a young adult or maybe even when I was married was pull you in close and control that closeness by keeping you just far enough away. And I think that's exactly what she was doing. Cuz that's what I did with Juge. I pulled her in super close and I, con- I always controlled it. And I think that's what she did with me. And then January hit and I got a puppy. And honestly, I got, th- I got the puppy because she, I don't want to say she forced me by any means. I would never have gotten a dog without her ever. Do you still ne- have the dog? Did you bring I, the dog with you? I don't. The dog stayed in Colorado with her. Um, But I got this dog because she wanted a dog. She wanted a puppy. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to go get one. Let's just go to the, you know, the, the, the pound, you know, like there's, there's thousands of dogs that need to be adopted and she didn't want to, she wanted to get like a, some kind of a lab or, you know, like a, not a purebred, but necessarily, but like we go to this breeder and I ended up spending like $400 on a black lab and it was amazing. I mean, you, you, Luna, she was just the best dog and so well behaved and so loving. And she loves fetch fetches life always has been, but I never would have got that dog. And I do these things because I, the type of person I am, I invest every part of myself into people. I invested every part of myself in, in, into this girl, every part of it. And if she wanted something that I did too, I don't even care. And it was actually good because I got, I got the dog and then she started coming over more because I, at that point was living at my own place and all of a sudden she was over every day. And I'm like, this is fucking spectacular. This girl, she likes me again. And she didn't. And she came over, um, and that's when it's funny. Uh, I it, January was man, it was such a great month month between us. Like it was so great, dude. It was just this different dynamic between us. All of a sudden, like the barriers that were there were beginning to fall, but there was still things that were really hard for me that she still held on to. Like, for example, like she was really close with the, the gym owners at our gym and they invited her to the new year's Eve party to go to like this new year's Eve party. And she didn't invite me to go with her. Like I'd been with her for like seven or eight months at this point, And she didn't invite me to go. 
and I know what she would say is it was by invite only and only the people that got invited. Yeah, I get that. But if you're like, if you, if you love someone or you're with someone and you're always with them and one person gets invited to something, you want to pull them into your life. Like that's the whole idea pull me into your life. And I've said this to her like a thousand times, just pull me into your life. And she went to this party by herself and she was watching her roommate's dogs. I literally went over to her house at like one in the morning to let the dogs out because her roommate wasn't even like she wasn't there in a roommate. Like I'm, I'm here taking care of things for her while she is abandoning me. And this is like the fourth time that her selfishness and embarrassment of love for me like spoke louder than her her love for me. And that was that was a big that was a big blow to me. And it was at that point it was that it was like New Year's Eve 2018 I was like I don't think that it's going to work out between this girl, even though like the the rest of that month, like January was like, it got, things got really great again, the swing back. Like, and there's, there's so many things that I can't even, so many side stories and so many things like she, she was um, finishing up her last semesters at Michigan state. And, and like, I was, I was literally helping her in her classes, like literally helping her. Like she had to create a, uh, um, for one of her classes, uh, she was, she wanted the honors option and had to create like a website. She had to make a website and she literally just didn't have time to do it. I literally, (laughs) I made a website for her, like a whole, I think it was like, uh, um, Oh, I can't remember what it was like Parkinson's. It was like a whole website and it was like six, it was like six or eight different pages with clickable links. And I, I probably spent like eight to 10 full hours on a weekend creating this website. Like I like just because I want to be in her life in every capacity and I'm doing these things as she's finishing up and, and then February comes and, um, it was, it was bad. Like fe- February was a really bad month for us. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it. And so I decided at the, in February, I decided I was like, you know what? I'm, I, I've always wanted to live in Colorado my entire life, my entire life. I've wanted to live in Colorado and I feel like I, I, I don't see a future with this girl. I don't, I don't know what we're doing. It's stupid because like on top of me not getting what I need, like I need her to love me. I need her to like openly be proud of me. If this is a person I'm going to invest in, I need her to invest in me and like say, Hey, like, like post a picture of me and say, I'm so proud of this man who has done so many things for me in my life. You know, like honor me, show me love. And it was the opposite. She was hiding me. And I, I understand. I get it. But it just hurt so bad. And so I applied for a position at a company out in Denver, Colorado. And I flew out there in March. And I got the job. And I told her, I was like, hey, I'm moving um, at the end of May. 
And she's like, okay. And so we honestly just kind of rode things out. And then like in April and May, I moved into a guy named Ryan's house and things like, it was so great. I've, I loved living in Ryan's, I lived in his upstairs attic and it was just like fucking huge. Got this massive room to myself. And all of a sudden things between me and this girl get so good. Like all of the issues we were having kind of melt away. She was leaning into who we were. Um, and we were just connecting and just, ham- we were just vibing on every level. And we get to two weeks away from me leaving. And she goes, I think I want to move to Colorado. Like not with you, but like at the same time. And I was like, Oh shit. Are, are you serious? Are you sure? Cause she had a, she had a good job. It was a sucky job, but she worked as a scribe at the hospital. She was going to do that while she was, uh, you know, for her gap year between um, meds uh, between under uh, pre-med and med school. Uh, she loved her gym. Well, she would say that she doesn't, but she did in the moment. She was living with a, an incredible roommate and paying like 200 bucks a month rent to live in the entire finished basement. Like it was her, everything she had was so great. And then she's like, I, w- I want to move to Colorado. And I think what it was, was I just, I gave the spark. The fuel was already there. She always wanted to go. She had family in Colorado, so she had a place to stay. And, and I was like, well, if you want to go, now is the time to decide because you don't have time to just, you know, just not do anything. And so she ended up making the decision and coming to Colorado with me at the same time. And so here I am trying, in a sense, to get away from this girl because things had gotten so bad and it was fresh on my mind. And then she's coming to Colorado and I'm like, yeah, because things had been things had gotten so good. And then the trip happened and like I almost killed myself. Man, things got like three days with her. She hates road trips, first of all. And she is the kind of person that if if she hates something, she makes it known really clearly. And uh, if it's aggravating or frustrating her, well, you're going to know. And that was very rough. The trip there was like we were fighting, yelling, like screaming at each other by the third day. Oh, it was so bad. And then I move into a place about a mile and a half away from her um, on the south side of Denver. But I had made it. I had made it to Colorado, the place that I had always wanted to go to, the place I had always felt that I had been called. Like, like this, is, this is my home. Like, Colorado is my home. This is it. I'm here. And I live 26 miles away from work. I work in downtown Denver. And if you've ever been there it's like taking i-25 north at 6 a.m takes about 30 to 35 minutes to get there and coming home at four in the afternoon is about an hour and a half every day i started going to the gym that she was going to and i didn't i just there was something off with the gym i could tell right away i always i have like this deep sense this this intuition within me and she'll tell you this too i just i have this deep intuition about things and I just felt like something was off at the gym and it just it it what it would like I had I like I spent like four months there and then I ended up having a really bad experience with the owners there at that gym and and so I haven't I've been here for four months and I'm driving long 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 hours and 
I'm, I have a dog at home, so I have to rush home and, and let this dog out. I feel bad because the dog's in, you know, like locked up all day, every day. And I'm, I'm like die and I'm driving all the way to work and all the way home. And I don't love my gym and, and I'm, I'm getting time with Janae and like things are working out. Okay. And, and like things are actually going pretty well and like for a few months actually, but I'm just like around September, October, I'm just like, man, I'm, I don't love where I live. I don't, I mean, I had been on like three hikes since I've been there. I mean, like in Colorado, you're looking at like the guy who loves hikes. And I didn't, I didn't go more than like three hikes. And the reason why was that she, like, she didn't love hiking. I mean, like she loves Colorado, but she doesn't love hiking. She wanted to go train. And I, I like all I wanted to do again, all, when I invest in someone, I invest in them wholly. I just want to spend time with her. I just want to put all my time and emotion into this human. And she didn't want to go on hikes. I mean, every now and then she did. But like I went on like three hikes the entire time I was there. Near mid-October, she was experiencing some pain in her right hip and uh, found out that she ended up having to have surgery uh, on her right hip. She uh, partially tore her labrum on her right side. And, uh, um, so as she was going through that process, that was, that was really tough for her. Um, and, uh, as well, uh, she was moving out of her place. She moved into one of her friend's mom's and boyfriend's house and, uh, like mid, like near late October. Um, it's like these like incredible, incredible people, so loving and open, Justin and Deborah, incredible people. And they have this massively beautiful house and uh <clears throat> and she had this entire basement uh this this spare bedroom for herself which was enormous like a california king bed and this entire movie room with a wet bar and a small fridge and like these people just took her in and honestly me as well um and so shortly after she moved into this this uh this place like a week later she ended up having her hip surgery which was arguably one of the hardest things that she has ever been through. Um, and these are her words. She will tell you this. Uh, I could see just the anger in her heart, um, like how it wasn't fair that she had to go through this. I mean, like there's, it just, it just wasn't fair. And like her vision was, it was just so short sighted. Like the anger was just so present in everything she did. She was just so angry. And I like, I was the outlet for that anger almost in every way. Um, and like in a very different way, like I went through that surgery as well, not on a physical level at all, but it was all emotional and mental. Like I had to be the rock in her life and hold everything together while it seemed like it was falling apart for her um and you know like about a month later like justin and deborah pulled me aside like right before christmas and they kind of had like a heart to heart with me and um like they asked me all of these questions they asked me all of the normal questions that you would ask any 36 year old that's with a you know a 22 year old 23 year old um like they were like, what, what is it that pulls you together? And like, why do you choose to stay together? You know, like when society had so much, like, like society says there's so much of a gap between us, like an age gap. Um, but then they asked me like a critical question right at the end. And they were like, why, why are you still around? Like, why are you sticking around? Because she was treating me so poorly and they saw that. 
and I, I didn't know how to answer that question. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to respond. And it's just because that's all I've ever done is I've just showed up when it's hard, when it sucks. I've just, I've always been there. And then December came along and next thing you know, I'd been there for six months. I'd been there for six whole months and I'm not at her gym anymore. And she has become a coach at her gym of this part-time coach. And there's also a guy that's another coach at the gym that is a really tall, attractive dude. And they train together every day, the two of them, all the time. And I kept telling her, I was like, if you spend time with this guy, you're going you're gonna to fall for him. Because the number one reason people fall in love is proximity not love at first sight or anything. It's you spend time. Like, and I know you know this, like you spend time with people you work with or people at school or whatever it is. It's the people you spend the most time with. Those are the people you end up falling for. That's, and that's just science proximity. And I kept telling her that all the way through September, October, I'm like, you're spending a lot of time with this guy. And then December came along and all of a sudden there was this, this Christmas party that she was invited to. It was a work Christmas party for her, for her gym and all of staff was invited and she didn't invite me. Like the one person in in your life and she didn't invite me. And she went to this party and the guy who she trains with showed up with another girl and she said she got jealous and upset that she wasn't the one showing up with him. And she wasn't like she wasn't ashamed to tell you that. It was hard, but yes, she like these are her words. Um, in a big conversation we had when she got home late that night, I literally went over to her house because she sent me this beautiful text on her way to the party. She's like, I'm. I'm so sorry for not inviting you. Um, I'll text you and everything. And then like radio silence the entire night. And then it was like 1045, which is really late for her. And I was like, I'm texting her. I was like, are you leaving soon? And she's like, I'm driving home. So I call her and she wouldn't answer. And I was like, why are you? So I'm, I ended up just literally driving over to her house and I just went there. And she's like, you're not my forever. That was like the first words out of her mouth. And I was like, why are you telling me this? She's like, you're 35 and I'm 22. And, and all of these reasons. And I'm like, yeah, but they, these reasons have always existed. Why are you saying this now? And then she said that those things about the guy. And I was like, oh, so you've slowly been falling in love with this guy. And here I am, like literally, I have no friends. I have no friends in this city. I get along with my coworkers, but just they're coworkers. And that was Saturday night. And so Sunday I go over to her house and she's like, I need space. And I say, okay. And I give her space. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, she texts me and like things are kind of smoothing over. And I actually have a... Uh, I have a company 
Christmas party as well. But this one is actually in Silverthorne. It's in the mountains and it was beautiful. And they bought us like hotel rooms and I reserved one for, for me and Janae. And Friday comes and she cancels on me. And I literally had to show up to this Christmas party alone. Like every, I, everyone at my work know, knows who this girl is. Everyone, because I talk about her, because I'm proud of her, because I want people to know she's in my life. And I show up alone and every, literally, and my, my general manager was like, where's your date? And I said, she just had work stuff. And like the look in his eyes. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. And literally just gave me a hug. And I didn't get much sleep that night and came back the next day. And, and like, like things were, things, things felt okay. And, and, and like, it was just another thing where her selfishness, like she wanted everything that was in the moment. Like her selfishness is just like, I want, I want this guy because I want him. That's it. I just, I want him. That's, that's why. And I don't want anyone to know that I'm in love with you. And I don't want anyone to know that we're together. And I don't want anyone to know any of these things, even though they're completely true. And so honestly, it, it, it was this kind of come to Jesus moment that we had. And I was like, this is either where I leave or where I'm in. Like, if, if you want me in your life, like you need to fucking let me in. And that's where a lot of things changed. Like a lot of things changed between us at that point. And then I went home, like things were still kind of rocky. And I was like, listen, I don't really know if things are going to work. Why don't we just, we already had tickets booked to come home through Christmas. So I was like, let's just make it through Christmas and then we'll figure out what to do. And over Christmas, we had this conversation in her bed um, at her parents' house. It was like one in the morning one night. And I said, the reason why you're doing all these things that you're doing is because it's because you love me and that's easy for you, but you don't let me love you. Like it's easy for you to, it's easy for you to love me, but you, you won't let me love you. And it was like this moment where she It was, it was like the veil was dropped of her reality for a moment. And we came back from Christmas and it was almost like this fresh start. And January hit of this year and I started at this new gym and I kind of liked it. And I still don't have any friends and I still haven't been in any hikes and I had issues with my knee and I hadn't skied on one mountain the entire winter while I was there, just stuck in Denver, driving back and forth to work. Like that was my entire experience in Denver was just driving, driving. My body was like the biggest reflection of my state of mind while I was there. Like summer of 2017, like when we met, I was like in the best shape of my life, arguably the best summer of my life. Uh, she would say, she would say the same. It was the summer at sunset. I was in such great shape. I felt 
great. I looked great. I was living every experience as it came. Uh, when I got to Colorado, like I, I gained, I gained some weight and I lost, uh, you know, my abs, my definition in my stomach. And, um, I couldn't get a grip on that at all. I couldn't get a grip on my nutrition or my fitness, my cardio, my fitness had just tanked arguably the least fit that I've been in years. Um, Early on, I early on in the first few weeks I was in Colorado, I got these like scabs on the inside of my nose because the air there is so dry, so incredibly dry. Like I couldn't intake enough water. Like I was consuming nearly a gallon of water a day and literally had a bloody nose for 10 months, like every morning, so much blood. Um, and then like, I started seeing like other things, like I noticed like spots of what looked like eczema on like the underside of my right arm. And then on like the cheeks below my eyes. And then I like developed this weird skin tab, like on the left cheek, just below my eye. It was like, it looked like a mole almost, but it was like dry skin kind of. And it started bleeding. Like my body was like breaking down, like not completely, but it was like my body was this physical representation of like where I was mentally and emotionally. It was like this outward expression of what was happening inwardly. I see a change in her around February where her and this guy kept tagging each other in posts again. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, I, it was stupid. And, you know, like I, I, I realized that like that was stupid back then, but it's not now. And we started talking about like moving in together and like what, like an actual real future would look like. Like we actually started talking about that. And we looked at apartments together. And then I got this. At the beginning, of, at the beginning of Jan, at the beginning of this year in January, when I was sitting at her house, I was in front of her fireplace, and I wrote down all of the things because for me, like twenty eighteen was a, it was a fucking terrible year for me, like it was terrible, like I twenty eighteen just it like, it it makes it makes me sad to think about that year that I had, and so I wrote all those things down that I hated. And I put them on a piece of paper and I threw it in the fireplace and I was like releasing those things to the world. And I was like, let it just go. And I said, I, I'm asking the universe or God or energy or whatever. I'm like, I'm, I need a fucking change in my life. I need something big. And a month and a half later, I was presented with a small promotional opportunity. And what I didn't tell um, my girlfriend was that I could I could have stayed in Denver or I could have moved to Grand Rapids. And I decided to take the position and move. And I didn't I didn't even know how to tell her. This is like I knew before Valentine's Day. I didn't even know how to tell her. And so we made it through Valentine's Day and I told her like a few days after and she was like an emotional wreck, like three or four days of crying every single day. And then she was okay. And then it was just semantics after that. I had to work out where I was going to live and what I was going to do. 
And it was all just kind of like me going through the motions of me escaping this reality that I've been living for the past year and a half. I guess I should say for the past 10 months while I was in Denver, I felt stuck. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt these things loving this person that I have never loved somebody this much in my life ever, hands down. I've been married and I love this human more. And we started going through the process of me figuring out where I was going to live. And we didn't even know. We just didn't even, literally, we just didn't even talk about these things. I would go to work and work out these details while I was at work. And then I would, and then I would come home and eat food real quick and take a shower and go over to a house and we would watch Blacklist and eat, and eat food as if nothing was wrong. And I'm literally watching the demise of my life in Denver unfold. And it came so fast. It, I can't even, it felt like I was there in an instant and gone. And then I remember the week came and she wanted to spend every night with me and she didn't stay the nights, but we hung out every single night. And the last night she stayed over and we literally slept none. We just tossed and turned all night. And I woke up that morning and threw the last couple bags in my car and she kissed me. And said, I'll see you in two weeks. We were planning on, I was planning on coming back out, visiting her. And I drove across the country. I drove all the way to Iowa City that night. Woke up the next morning on Saturday. That was a Friday. I woke up the next morning on Saturday and drove the west rest of the way to Michigan. And that night she went out drinking with well that one guy and a couple other friends because it was actually her birthday that week which shitty on me I left her on her birthday week sorry I didn't mean that it ended up just being her and that guy and her roommate and some other guy they all got drunk and at her house and he stayed over and the next day she broke everything up with me and cut all ties. And I didn't know how to process. I didn't know how to handle. And two days later, she's posting pictures with this guy. And now she's full on dating him. It's been a week since I've been gone. <laughs> Literally posted a picture with him saying living my best life today. We were together for two years and she posted twice with me. She's been with this guy for a week and has already posted three times. 
And I think the bi- the biggest thing that I have about this entire thing is I'm just so sad that my entire Colorado experience is just, I feel like it was taken from me. Like everything, my, uh, all the things I wanted to do and experience and feel and love and be there with somebody that I can do all these things with. I just feel like it was taken from me. And I'm so, so deeply sad about that. And I don't know how to process. I don't even know how to move forward. All I know is literally just wake up, try to eat food. I've lost my appetite completely. I've, I lost, I lost my best friend, like my best, best friend. She's just gone. It was, and it's as if like I never existed. I, that's really fucking hard. Because the one thing I need is validation in life. And I feel like everything that just happened was exactly the opposite. And that's really fucking hard. I don't know how somebody can do that. I don't know how somebody can be in your life for two years and then just wake up one morning and be gone. That's really fucking hard. There was this saying that kind of emerged for us, like an ethos of who we were, and it was force nothing, allow everything. Like this was revolutionary for her. Like as her entire life to the point of me coming into it was forced, like she forced everything. And I was able to teach her things and allow her and allow things to happen like naturally and allow the universe to open doors and not to force anything and to force something is like to go against the the grain of the natural flow of everything in the universe, but to allow things to allow everything is to say yes to living the fullest life possible and to allow things in your life that naturally would be forced out. Like this was the foundation of our relationship. Like we tried to stop it, but there came a point where we just leaned into it because it was so obvious that we were in each other's life for the lessons that we both needed to learn. Like I needed to learn how to love fully, like really actually love, no reserve, no backup, all all cards shown, all of me. And she did that. I learned that. And like she needed to learn a lot, many, many things. And most of them she did learn, um, but she needed to learn how to let me love her. Like she was so good at loving me, so good. But she was so bad at letting me love her, at letting me in. She was the first person I loved after I got divorced. And through the divorce, I found myself being able to open up fully. And so she's the first person I've really fully let in. Ever, really. 
which is probably a really stupid move now that I think about it because she's 20 fucking three years old and I'm 36 now. So that was probably a really stupid move. But when I look at it, I'm like, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's, it's life. It's, it's lessons. It's love. It's, I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful for her family and for the time. And God, there's so many memories I have with her. So many, like thousands upon thousands of memories that I have. that I'm just so thankful for and so many things that are so great. I know this entire story was literally about all the things that went wrong. But those painful things are going to subside over time. And the things that will remain will be the the really great moments. And I know that. So the biggest question I can imagine that anyone has, that anyone could have, the question that I ask myself is like, why? why? Why did you stay with her? Like, why after all this time and after all the things that she did, why didn't you just leave sooner? Um, and it's because this story is much more dense and complex than the story that I've shared. Like I told you about the events that stick out, the ones that have left a scar, the ones that are fresh. So let me tell you briefly about the human that I fell in love with. She is kind. She is generous. She takes her time to listen to you. She would text me every single morning for almost two years. Just a, a morning text that said good morning. It was something that I looked forward to every every single day because I got to work earlier than I literally would just wait for her to wake up and text me. And she would call me on her way to work or call me on her way to physical therapy or call me on the way to the gym or call me anywhere and she would just want to know things. She would want to know how my day was going. She would want to know how my, who I talked to. I valued that so much. Her interest in my life was so sincere and so genuine. She, she, she spends so much money and time on me. Like she, the things that I just look around my room, I look around my life right now. She is in everything. The posters on my wall, she bought me because she knows I'm into like space and science. And she bought me so many things and the shoes that I wear and the, the stuff that I bring to my gym. Like she's in every part of my life because she, she sees a need and she meets it. And she has such a deep desire to make this world a better place. Like she is creating incredible human beings right now through a really tangible way by becoming a nutrition coach. And she's like feeding into these people. And she realized at a very early on, and I was talking to her about this, that this isn't, it's not just nutritional coaching, it's life coaching. It's, it's getting into people's life. Like you're an unregistered, uncertified therapist in ways. And she loves that. She loves seeing people people grow and that is so that is so attractive I loved spending Sundays with her she would always make me food she would make me waffles in the morning and she would make me wait to eat with her 
because it's when the meal becomes more than the meal. It's, it's when you connect on a deep level. I loved when she would want to do fun things like go into the mountains. Even as few times as it happened, the excitement in her face and the look in her eyes. She wanted to create a memory. She wanted to She wanted to give the little time she had to us, to this. I miss those phone calls. I miss having that friend in my life that cared about me, that cared about the small things. Her drive in life, her deep drive to make the world a better place, her deep drive to become a better human is so incredibly attractive and so rare to find. It's so rare to find someone with a drive that she has in every capacity when she puts her mind to something. It's she's all in, she's full send. And that is, it's such an incredibly attractive quality. It's something that I will never take for granted in the future. It's something that I look for, it's something that I model after. I know this story has been a long story about pain and about loss, but this story is about life. This story is about love. This story is about growth. I am the man I am today because of this human. I am better because of this human. I am stronger. I experienced a year in Colorado because of this human. And yes, there is a lot of pain and there's a lot of questions and I probably have to process through anger and bitterness for a while but I will love this human for the rest of my life and I'm so thankful so incredibly thankful for the time we had And I feel like the one thing I didn't get was a proper goodbye. And so I'm going to do that now. I wanted to say thank you for allowing me in your life how you did. For loving me when it was hard. For the days that you felt like I didn't understand. I know I could be a lot. I know that. I know I can be jealous. I know I can. 
be a person who needs a lot of time. Thank you for giving me what you gave me. Thank you for loving me the way you did. I will always, always cherish the time we had and the memories that we made. I always will. Always. They are some of the best memories I've ever had in my life. Ever. Some of the best connections. Some of those best moments. From the time sitting on the ground with you in your room to the same type of moment sitting in Deb and Dustin's in their living room and then we had that same moment again. You've inspired me. You motivate me. You encourage me. You love me. You hold me up. You build me up. You stand by me. You're always there. You're always around. You're the person I leaned on. You're the person that I counted on. You're the person I called. You're the person I wanted. You're the person that I needed. Your support, your love, it was everything to me. It was everything that I needed. It was everything that I wanted. You make me a better world. You make this world better. You've become such an incredible human. The amount that you have grown since I've known you is unbelievable. The things that you have done in this past year and a half, in this past two years, I can't even imagine the, the, the person two years ago looking at this person today, I can't, not even the same person. You have become an incredible, incredible human being destined to make this world such a beautiful place. And I am so incredibly thankful that you chose me for this season in our life. There's a deep, intrinsic connection between us. And I'm just so thankful that you allowed me in your life. You are my person. Goodbye, Janae.